Play. It's Monday, and it's time to get it. Lady Bay Bear, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. We in here! Yay! Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody that we in here! Get in here, get in here, get in here! Yeah! I don't know about you, but I'm ready. Drop those anchor emojis. If you're anchored in the Lord. Yes, indeed. Lady Mayberry is in the building. Welcome, 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 welcome. To the preacher's corner. Welcome. got a good one tonight, good one tonight, good one tonight, I see ya, I see ya, I see ya, I see ya, tell somebody, to tell somebody else, that we in here, we in here, yes, in Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just in the moment. Uh in a moment, in a moment, in a moment. We gotta get some more folks in here. Get in here! I like that echo. <laughs> yes indeed. Yeah. Come on and tell somebody to tell somebody that we in here. Oh yeah, we in here, we in here, we in here. Sister Kenza, I see you. Sister Mia, I see you. Rip the bandage, we see you. Life with the Gill family. Brother Wiley, we see ya! Yeah. Now y'all go be able to see us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes. Say it with me. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. We got a good one. We got a good one. We got a good one. Yo. Y'all know what I'm doing. Getting my shares in. Lady Mayberry, you on the you on the clock. You can't be doing no sharing. <laughs> tell somebody. To tell somebody. You can't be doing no sharing. That ain't your job no more. You are a co-host. Yeah, yo. Can't we be doing no sharing no more? Can't we be doing no sharing no more? No! That's somebody else's job. It's job. 
<laughs> Somebody else's jaw. Yo! Listen. Man, we had an extraordinary, extraordinary weekend. Extraordinary weekend. Yes, indeed. Bailey Mayberry show preached us on Sunday morning, y'all. And I know the people have been uh, checking it out, man, because she has 16 downloads on the podcast alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was somebody today that didn't have a great day. They didn't have a great day at all. And uh, we want to encourage to hold on. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word, and nothing else. Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on my itself. See, the truth will set you free. Set you free, true indeed. Cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to be to you. Pray I will succeed And so far my friends been answered Cause I got the tools I need So I'ma keep on pushing Let them edit my story If the end is about the Christ I want Jesus to get the glory Some nights Devil got me thinking it won't be I know y'all like that new, 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 the new, new, new. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT, and Lady Vanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. That's right. This is an in-house production. That's right. Log on. Log on. Make sure you log on. Because we're live right now. On our website, www.thepreacherscorner.net. There you can find, uh, if you don't want to be on the YouTube channel, you can go to the website and you can watch it there. You can find out anything that you need to know about The Preacher's Corner right there on the website. What is it again? It's www.thepreacherscorner.net. That's right. We in here. Lady Mayberry's show in the building. I ain't nothing like having your rider now. With you in every endeavor 
you got going on. Man, listen, over the weekend, we had, what's this segment right here? It's called Celebrating Our Small, Small Victories. We celebrate each and every small victory every time because we take nothing for granted and we are appreciative of every single thing that happens to us. Over the weekend, 43 downloads. 43, 43, 43, 43, 40, 43 downloads. Yeah. 43, 43, 43. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Yeah. We love it. We love it. And guess what? I'm going to show. We're going to show some love to them folks. Each and every listener in the area that they downloaded from. And they are Trinidad and Tobago, part of Spain. Say this one funny. Rafael, the Norte Brazil. Uh huh. Jordania, Brazil. Uh huh. Connecticut, Peterson, New Jersey, Ashburn, Virginia, Cleveland, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Lakewood, Ohio, Augusta, Georgia, Covington, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, Wichita, Kansas. Let's go to the West Coast. Los Angeles, Sacramento, San Jose, Fresno, Oakland, Kent, Washington, Denton, Corinth, Garland, Dallas, Irving, Mansfield, Hearst, Burleson, Alvarado, Benbrook, Forest Hill, Frisco, Little Lamb, Plano, Katy, Texas, Austin, Texas, PVU. University, the baddest man in the land. Yes, they gonna win the swag. 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 And Crowley, Texas. Crowley, Texas. Shout out to my people that say Radio Platinum Kitchens. Richard Kirby of Kirby Realties. DK Studio, the mix show with the Imperial Mix Master JP. He's on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Smoke to the Bone Barbecue. Havana Coffee Lounge. She's in Chi-Town. New One Bay. He's at Soul Singer. Other words. He's a mighty, mighty producer. Autumn Storm in a podcast. Announcements to be made. We got announcements. <laughs> Nas J is having a birthday bash. It is on November 13th. Tickets went on sale today for $10. $10. 
ten dollars. I got another one around here somewhere. I got another announcement around here somewhere. Let me give me no Stick with me. Brother Mark. Mark. Let's see. Marquise Diamond. There it is. Brother Marquise Diamond. He is launching on the planned maturity page on Facebook. His world premiere is tomorrow night. Go and like his page. Showing love to my BCI family. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Celebrating our small victories. Lady Mayberry, you like that? Man, I ain't no hater, man. I love to show love to everybody. You ain't got to show love to me. All you got to do. See, my objective is I'm a firm believer of doing unto others as you would have them to do unto you. I'm a firm believer of esteeming others higher than myself. And so I want to be the example of encouragement and support. Not expecting nothing from nobody else. Not, not to shout me out on this show or nothing. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do as an imitator of who I follow. Good God Almighty, somebody should have danced and shouted because they preach all by itself. Listen, we got a preacher in here. We got a preacher to nod. We got a preacher to nod. Preacher to nod. That's right. He's none other than the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Houston, Texas. He goes by the name of Pastor Keon Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Pastor Henderson is an American pastor, motivational speaker, social media influencer, author, singer, artist, and entrepreneur. Guess where he's from? Gary, Indiana. That's my people, they're my people, they're my people. Keon is famous in the country as a senior pastor, speaker at the Lighthouse Church and Ministries in Houston. Let's practice our, our fair use. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Yay! Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We got the Fair Use Act out of the way for copyright purposes. That's a done deal. That's a done deal. Guess what, Lady Maybe You got anything for me? Get in it. You ready? Who ready for some preaching? Brother Bodine, we see ya. We see ya. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's preaching time. Let's go. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. It sounds 
like music in my ear. The sweetest name I know. Oh, how I love Jesus. I'm trying to let this alone. But I feel like the enemies tried to shut our worship up. But oh, how I, I love Jesus. I know we're in COVID times and, and we're worshiping differently. But oh, how I, I, I love Jesus. And not for any other reason other than the fact because. He first love, love me. There is a name I, I love to hear. I love to sing His word. It sounds like music in, in my ear. The sweetest thing on earth. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 18. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. And, and here is something that every one of you can say. Paul says, I've, I'm coming to you again. I'm reaching out to you again. I'm giving you another chance again. But these three, these four words somehow always get in the way. I want you to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. Wherefore, we, we, we have come unto you, even I, Paul, once again. But Satan hindered us. Ugh. Here I am trying to do it again, but... Satan hindered us. Here I am trying to get that business off the ground, but Satan has hindered me. Here I am trying to get my family back on track. Here I am trying to get my employment back on track. Here I am trying to work with my child. Here I am trying to work with my wife, my husband, my friends. Here I am trying to get back in good standings with my sister, my brother, my niece, my nephew, my cousin. But Satan has a way hindering us if Satan has been hindering you in any way this message is for you over the next few moments I want to talk on this subject dealing with distractions dealing with distractions let me start off by defining what I mean by distractions. A distraction, by definition, is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to what's in front of them. God has set before you and your family an open door. But because the enemy knows that if you access that door, 
you will unleash a power that will set your entire bloodline free. He always, always introduces a distraction. Don't miss what I just said. If you just say distraction, you will miss the feasibility of the terminology. Distraction. You see, if I am walking on this floor, the only reason why I'm able to move is because the bottom of my shoe creates a bond with the top of the surface, and that kinetic energy is called traction. If this were ice, walking wouldn't be so easy because in the presence of ice, traction is little to absent. So what the devil does is he always finds a way to put a gap in between you and your foundation so that you have distraction. How many of you are in your life you just cannot seem to find your footing? You can't find your footing in your money. You can't find your footing in your relationship. You can't find where you fit on your job because you are distracted. The word dis in the Latin means apart. And trihere means to drag. It's the Latin uh, distrahere, dis. Drag, listen, so a distraction, help me Holy Ghost, to help your people. A distraction is when you're dragged away from what you're destined to do. <laughs> Anytime you get close to your destiny, life, the enemy, and adversary, will be used by the evil forces of the world to drag you away from the... That's why Paul said, no matter what, I pressed toward the mark for the prize. But, but understand that, that the only reason why he had to press is because there was a dis-drag, a distraction, something that is pulling him away from what he was supposed to be doing. And just like life, the Bible is full of instances in which a distraction was implemented. David, even though he was a man after God's own heart, saw a woman taking a bath on the roof and used his power to get her to come to his bedchamber, even so much where he sent her wife to be killed. See, he was distracted by lust because lust is a distraction. You remember Samson who had his head in the wrong lap. He was distracted by a relationship that he had no business being in. Eve was in the middle of the garden in the cool of the day, had been given authority over the entire garden, but she was distracted by what was off limits. Everybody, I don't care how saved you are, you can be distracted. I, I, this message isn't for 
the overzealous, for those of you all who are holier than the rest of us, for those of you all who pray three times a day and fast twice a month, this is for those of us who set a New Year's resolution on the first and by the third you are already struggling to keep it. This is for people who are saying to themselves, I cannot believe that after 2020, I am already in the middle of the first month of the year and I'm already tired. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. To those of you who were celebrating in December and just were excited about the fact that 2020 was coming to an end and you had this burst of energy coming into 2021, nobody told you that by this time of the month, you'd already be ready to throw in the towel. Something has distracted you. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how big your house is. I don't care if you have a walk-in closet. I don't care if you have a three-car garage. I don't care if you have two dogs. I don't care what purse you carry. I don't care what kind of watch you have on. I don't care if it's an Audemars or a paddock. I don't care if you carry a Michael Coors or a Hermes bag. Everybody can be got by some sort of distraction. I don't care if your album went platinum or if it went wood. You can get distracted. I don't care if you're the top of the class or the bottom of the class. Everybody has to deal with some sort of distraction. And I know you tell yourself, self, this is the year. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to reclaim my time and I'm going to do the best I can. But the moment you make up your mind to do better, distraction. The moment you make up your mind that you're going to be in charge of the garden, here comes the snake. The moment you decide that you're going to preach the gospel, here comes the stones. The moment you decide that you're going to play the harp for your king, here comes the spears. The moment you decide that you're going to serve your son, here comes the assassination plot. The moment you decide not to bow, here comes the fiery furnace. The moment you decide to give your dream, here comes the pit. There's always a distraction. You know, I've learned, write this down, that distractions come in three basic forms. I'm about to put you on game. The devil about to be mad at me, but I'm here for you today. I let the Lord handle him. I'm about to give you the keys to the game. There are three basic ways that the enemy distracts. Number one, you writing? The first thing that the devil tries to distract you from is your identity. The first thing the enemy wants to distract you from knowing is who you are. And sometimes he will allow the failures of people around you to stick out like sore thumbs because your life will not get better because you found out what was wrong with them. Your life will only get better when you find out what's wrong with you. So he distracts you with trying to fix everybody around you. When deliverance only comes when you work on what's inside of you. He distracts you with your identity and your identity will constantly be challenged. Hear me, Holy Ghost. Hear me. This ain't a sermon. This is a message. 
Because the enemy knows is he, if he can convince you of something other than what you are in Christ, he can throw you off track. So if you identify yourself with what you do for a living, but you don't identify yourself by who you are in Christ, you will work so hard at the job, you'll spend no time on the destiny. If he can throw you off track, if he can make you think that you're less than, if he can make you think that you are rejected, if he can make you think that you are insecure, if he can make you think that nobody loves you, if he can, if he can continue to, to peddle and propagate the fact that your heart is broken and you'll never recover and you'll never trust again. See, he'll mess up your identity and you will identify yourself with a crisis instead of identifying yourself with a Christ. So he will distract you and your identity. If you want me to go deeper, type deeper. If you want help, if you want me to go help, I will help you, but I need to see it in the comments. If you want me to go deeper, say deeper. If you want more help, say help. All right, here's number two. The second form that the enemy distracts you, that he distracts you in, listen, listen. When the enemy is trying to distract you, first of all, he works on your identity. If identity doesn't work, then the second thing he does is he works on your rhythm. What do I mean? He will either try to speed you up or slow you down. And both of them are dangerous. Both of them are dangerous. The enemy will either try to get you to act too soon or he will put you in a position where you will not act soon enough and he uses fear and insecurity to keep you from acting. So he will either freeze you or fry you. How many of you right now watching me Understand that he didn't get the identity, but he did get the rhythm because there are some things that you should have done by now that you have not done. And there are some things that you should not have done. And you have done them a multiplicity of times when the enemy is after you. He messes with your rhythm. Help me, Holy Ghost. He will have you doing things too soon and, and he'll have you places you shouldn't be too soon and, and, and he'll make you get married too soon or, or he'll make you separate too soon. When he's after your life, he messes with your rhythm. He'll make you quit too fast or he'll make you start too fast. When the enemy is after you, he either speeds you up or he slows you down. Look at, look at the enemy trying to get Jesus to come off of his destiny. Remember, Jesus walks up to the mountain. And the devil shows him everything, and God has a plan. But Satan says, all right, jump off the cliff, lest you dash your foot against a stone. See if your daddy will send angels. Look at him trying to get God to do something it wasn't time for him to do. When the enemy wants you to fall victim to the distraction, he tries to get you to do things out of sequence. There's double on the other side. He will give you twice what you lost. I don't know who that is for today, but somebody just typed up. Hope y'all been blessed. We're going to fast forward the offering just a second. Oh, I'm preaching. You ain't got to say nothing. He'll, he'll speed you up. Uh, slow you down and and because you're you're 
you're so aggressive and, and, and you want to be the first to do it and you want to be the youngest to do it and, and you want to be the first in your family and, and you want to do it by the time you're 30 and you want to do it by the time you're 35. You want to, you want to be married by 25 and a baby at 28, but, but maybe you're still a baby at 28. He'll get you. He'll get you out of sequence. The best thing you could ever do for yourself is be like the sons of Issachar and understand the times. When he distracts you, he'll distract you in identity. He'll distract you in rhythm. He'll either speed you up or slow you down. Number three, this is the way I'm telling you, I'm putting you on game. I'm giving you a million dollars worth of game for free 99. You listening? Number three, he'll present you with a counterfeit version of what you actually desire. Right at the point of breakthrough, the enemy will distract you with a counterfeit bill that looks like the authentic thing. It will look like the perfect person. It will look like the perfect job. It will look like the perfect set of circumstances. It will look like the perfect business partner. It'll look like it. And you won't be able to separate the wheat from the tear. It will look like the outcome to the answer you have been asking. But all of these things will also involve a compromise. This is how you know the enemy is distracting you. Is he'll send you a counterfeit. And you will compromise your destiny because it scratches an itch but doesn't provide destiny. So you won't know who you are. You won't know when you should do it. And you won't even know if it's real. And here you are doing something that's not real at a time that's not right. Not even knowing who you are. A recipe for distraction. How many of you all? can raise your virtual hand right now and say, Reverend, I didn't know it before you got in my face today, but I must admit, I'm distracted. I'm distracted. I'm distracted. I'm holy, but I'm distracted. I go to church online every Sunday, but I'm distracted. I got a Bible on my nightstand, but I'm distracted. I, I pray, and let me tell you something. I'm so good at being distracted, I know how to ask forgiveness for my distraction. Oh, don't you better holler at your boy. Don't you sit up there and look at me like I'm just talking to myself. Some of you are distracted, but you know how to pray. You're distracted, but you know how to repent. So you allow the distractions because you know that you got grace. But to every man is given a measure. A measure of grace. How many of y'all say I'm distracted? I, I, I sometimes let the haters get on my nerve. I sometimes bow down and, and fall victim to a response that beneath me. Come on and raise your hand. I just, and I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about us. So I figure if I put us in this thing, we can get delivered together. Is there anybody who will admit I get distracted? My temper will get a hold of me and I will blow a top. I will get you together. I know how to put enough words together that will make you apologize for something you didn't do wrong. Anybody ever been distracted? Because the devil will mess with your identity. After he messes with your identity, he messes with your rhythm. After he messes with your rhythm, he, he sends you something that's counterfeit. And now you're compromising. 
Because you're distracted by being lonely, so you date a non-Christian. <laughs> you, you get distracted by being lonely, so you, you'll settle for unequally yoked so that you can have quality time. You're going to get mad at me today. You probably ain't going to watch me no more, but it's all right because the world might end. I can't wait on you to get happy whether waiting on me to give the word that the Lord want me to give. I'm talking to somebody right now. I am like your surrogate father on duty, letting you know that even in the spirit, I can hear you. Even through the Internet, I can feel you that you will compromise for something you know isn't correct. All because it's a carefully plotted distraction by the enemy. And, and can I be honest? It ain't always easy to walk away from your distractions. Because sometimes the distractions seem to be a blessing. Sometimes <laughs> the distractions seem to be sent by God. All but one of Paul's letters begin with thanksgiving. All except one, let me say that for, for the critics, the book of Galatians doesn't, but all of the others start off with a congratulatory message. Paul begins this book similarly, but he begins this particular portion of our scripture Differently than he does the rest. See, when Paul begins the book of Galatians, he begins that with a reprimand to Christians who sought to, prefer, uh, to pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Acts tells us that Paul was driven out of Thessalonica by the men. I, I thought about that, that, that he was driven out of Thessalonica by people that he was trying to preach the gospel to. It, it ain't like he came there to rob them. It isn't like he came there to break their heart. It isn't like he came there to lie to them. He actually came with good tidings. He brought them the gospel, and they didn't want it. Then the Lord told me that just because you're good doesn't mean you'll always be accepted. Just because you had good intentions doesn't mean... That the people you tried to be good to were expecting goodness. Some people wouldn't know what to do with goodness if it hit them in the head. Paul was driven out by people that he wanted to help. No matter how good the gospel is, it still had its opponents. And let me tell you, no matter how good you are, no matter how good your message is, listen, no matter how good your heart is, you will always have somebody who opposes it. So to all of you all who said, why did they treat me that way? I was just trying to be good. Even good has its enemies. Ooh, ooh. Oh, Keon, you preaching. Preach, boy. I think I will. Because see, some of y'all are listening to me right now, and, and you're in shock because you thought that if you were good, it would turn out good. You thought if you were honest... You would get honesty in return. You thought if you gave money, you would get appreciation. And some of you all, like me, have, have spilled everything you had into cups that couldn't contain it. Paul gave them everything he had, and they still ushered him out. 
Paul gave them the gospel and they still ushered them out. Paul gave them an opportunity to go to heaven and they still ushered them out because even good has its enemies. Let me tell you, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how much you tithe. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care if you don't lie on nobody. I don't care if you don't bother anybody. I don't care if you don't gossip. Good still has its enemies. People will hate you because you were good. Have you ever heard them people, uh, you know, and, and, it's, and, and we all have said it. I, I don't know. I don't like them. They just, they just too good. They just too nice. They just too nice. How are you too nice? See, what that actually means is, is that, that they are too opposite of what I can handle. How do you get too nice? I need somebody to be rough. Yeah, you, you want them rough until they rough you up. Paul, Paul says, I can't believe y'all putting me out. I'm a good man and you still putting me out. I wish I could have been there to say, Paul, in this world, you will have trouble. I wish I could have told him Job 14 said a man born of a woman is of a few days. I, I, wish I, I, I wish I could have been there to tell him, oh, Job, excuse me. I, I wish I was telling Paul, listen, uh, Job and John, they'll all tell you uh, this, this thing didn't go well for them either. I, they, they were trying to preach the gospel, and John, he ended up on an Isle of Patmos all by himself, and, and Job ended up losing his kids. Even though he was righteous, he lost his wife. She went crazy. He lost his friends. They turned their back on him, his cattle, his money, everything. But Job would also tell you that even when I got through the distraction, I got double. And I am coming to tell you today that if you find a way to handle your distraction, God told me to tell you there's double on the other side. He will give you twice what you lost. I don't know who that is for today, but somebody just type double. Get ready for everything that you lost. God says, I'm about to reclaim your time. I'm about to redistribute wealth. I'm about to give you everything you lost. And when I give it back, it'll be bigger than what you lost. Somebody shout double. God's going to give you double for your trouble. Have, have you, let me ask this question. Have you, ever, have you ever pursued something that you believe to be God's will for your life? only to be distracted by obstacles that made you wonder, is this where I'm supposed to be? Have you ever, I'm saying like God told you to do it, but by the time you put your hand to the plow and all of those obstacles start coming up, you start asking yourself, am I supposed to be here? Have you ever gotten into something that you said to yourself, Surely this can't be the will of God. Raise your hand if you're sure. I mean, you got in it. You started it. It got rough and you have to ask yourself, I know God wouldn't put me in this kind of mess, this foolishness. I, I know, I know this ain't God because sometimes obstacles can make you obsessed with the other side of the opportunity. You'll be, you'll be distracted and, and, and you'll be wondering if God told you to do this. And if you have ever felt like this, I come to relieve you of the duty of worrying. You are not alone. All your brothers and sisters online right now, they feel just like you. 
They are asking the questions and typing and saying, God, if you wanted me to do this, why isn't it easier? If you wanted me to do this, why didn't you send me help? If you wanted me to do this, why didn't you get, why didn't you send me somebody who would understand how to carry the weight of my emotions? If you wanted me to be in this, why didn't you send me somebody who would understand me? If you wanted me to go to this church, why didn't you send me to a church that appreciated me? If you wanted me on this job, why didn't you send me to a job that would promote me? If you wanted me to help these children, why didn't you give me children that would understand that what I am doing is trying to to love them the best way I know how. Sometimes God will send you in a direction with no directions. He'll send you in a direction with no directions because he's trying to see if you need a shepherd or if you want to steer. This is Paul's position. This is Paul's position. And Paul uses this letter to speak against the opposition of the Jews to the gospel. And in this verse that we're looking at, this verse before us turns to his own relationship with the Thessalonians. Look at it. The Bible says that he had been asked by the people he had served to leave the city against his will. He wasn't even ready to go. And Ross, they put him out. He, he was willing to stay. They asked him to go. Have you ever been somewhere where you were unwanted? Isn't it amazing how people won't want you and they want you to stay in the situation of unwanted? Because as long as they don't want you, but they don't want anybody else to have you, so rather than give themselves to you, they will keep you, but they won't want you. Let me tell you, everybody that keeps you don't want you. <laughs> don't you think that just because it's still going that you want it, some of you are just tolerated. Or the benefit of having you is better than the benefit of losing you, but there is a difference between tolerating you and celebrating you. Paul brought them the gospel, and they asked him to leave. I gave you the gospel, and you don't want me? If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be saved. This is what Paul is saying. And they escorted him out. And the Bible says they escorted him out. Listen, not at day, but at night. They, they didn't want him so bad that they put him out. And they didn't even want people to see them escorting him out. They didn't even want to be seen with them. They escorted him out of the city by night. And Paul could not find the words strong enough to describe his pain of this separation. I'm about to give you something. Oh, I feel like it. I don't know why I feel like this. I don't feel like this all the time, but I feel like a spirit of ministry on me. I feel like God is actually giving me a rhema word. I'm so far off my notes. I don't know what to do, but I hear the Lord talking to me right now. They are escorting Paul out by night, hiding him after he brought them the gospel, put him on game, and they want him gone. And then the Lord showed me. You ready? Sometimes God will use a person or a situation to escort you out of a thing when you don't know it's time to move on. Wow. 
You're listening to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. This is an In-House Production. My God. My God. My God. Yes, indeed. Man, man, man. I had to tell Lady Mayberry, quit looking at them numbers. Because he was chopping wood. And people were getting out of Dodge. Good God Almighty. There he is. There's a part two and a part three of that message. God Almighty. It's on YouTube. Jesus Christ. I like to begin by I loved, I love the way it begins. He set the tone with worship. He said it with a traditional hymn. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because first love me. Mm. Another point. I got some good nuggets. I like that too. I love the fact that he, <laughs> that he, that he used some nuggets. That he used some nuggets. Ooh, God almighty. Nuggets. He says, here I am trying to do such and such. Here I am trying to start my life over. Here I am trying to start a new job. Here I am trying to uh, be friendly. Here I am trying to uh, fix my relationship with my children. Here I am trying to be a committed uh, uh, worker for Christ. Here I am trying to be on time. Here I am trying to earn extra money. Here I am trying to be a better husband, a, a better wife. Here I am trying to do such and such, but Satan hinders us. Satan always steps in when he sees our heart, when he sees when we are attempting to do what we're called to do. He want to mix it up. Oh, no, no, no. I need you on your worst behavior. I need you cussing folks out. I need you hanging up the phone. I need you being rude to the people in the drive-thru. I need you causing commotion on the freeway. I need you doing XYZ in the grocery store. I need you to be the hellion that I know that you can be. If you get saved, if you get saved, and if I lose you, who am I going to get to raise hell and cause confusion at the family gatherings? Who am I going to gonna get to uh, uh, spread gossip and share lies with? Who am I going to get to disrupt service and, and get members to leave the church? Who am I? God Almighty. Yeah. Say the, the enemies, he says, here I am trying to do my best, but Satan hinders us. Satan has a way of hindering us. He knows our weaknesses. It gives us the definition of distracting. It's a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to what's in front of them. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? A lot of folks on this broadcast 
that let should I say that was on this broadcast <laughs> got distracted while listening about distractions. Yes. God about it. Yes. A thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to what's in front of them. And what was in front of them was a mere mirror of themselves. We don't like to face our own things that we know that's hindering us from being a better individual, from being a better parent, from being a better uh, 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 student of the word, for being a better Christian. We don't like seeing ourselves in the mirror. And the enemy knows it, and he loves to put a distance in between our foundation. The word of God is our foundation. If he can put something in between you and the word, the word is what's going to give us life. The word is what's going to correct us. The word is is what's going to create us a new mindset and creating us a clean heart and a renewed spirit. It's the word of God that's going to rotate us, make us do that 180 degree turnaround towards him in a way from a life of sin. It's that moment you decide to do better. Distracted. He said, detraction. It throws off the traction. You're distracted. No longer attracted. You're no longer rooted on the word. I love the way he gives the illustration about the ice. Oh man, we can relate to it well the way the the winter that we just had, uh, or just walking through the the parking lot trying to trying to get our groceries at the grocery store. You see everybody slipping and sliding. You see all the people that don't know how to drive on on dry land sliding. And so we all became distracted. Ooh, God am I? Did he give us? Uh, he says distraction comes in three basic forms it comes in three basic forms the number one thing that he said was identity the enemy wants to distract you because he don't want you to know who you actually are and soon as you get come to the knowledge or even get a glimpse of of what you are supposed to be he distracts you he don't want you to become a faithful toddler he don't want you to become committed to to being at every function to being a servant of Christ for being a servant in the community he doesn't want you to know who you are in the kingdom your life won't get better when you find out what's wrong with everyone else I love this one he said your life won't get better when you go looking over everybody else's shoulder finding out What's wrong with them? What they're not doing right and what they are doing wrong. The way that they hold a fork, the way that they do this and the way that they do that is wrong. You won't get better until you find out what's wrong with you. Yes, God. That's what he said. I ain't saying it. I'm just repeating what the man of God said. He says, you'll identify yourself with the crisis opposed to identifying yourself with the Christ. You'll find yourself in the mess that you're in. 
You'll find yourself in the difficulties of paying, paying bills. You'll find yourself in health problems and health issues. You'll find yourself in the midst of everybody else's mess. But you won't find yourself until you find the Christ. Yes. God Almighty. Yes. That was good. That was very good. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Number two. Can I do it? Can I do it? He says, work on your rhythm. Yes. Work on your rhythm. Work yes. on your rhythm. Yes. He says, the enemy will slow you down or speed you up. Yeah. Oh, God. He'll freeze you or fry you. I like that. He'll slow you down. He'll put some some, some some blocks in your way. He'll put a new job there. He'll put a, a new a new addition to the family there. He'll put he'll put something else in the way of you growing or, or being committed to studying your word or praying or putting a a, a, a definite order to your life that'll be a, a life that's leading and pleasing unto Christ. He said he'll speed you up and take you to places that you ain't even mature enough to be in. He'll, he'll put you on a job making you making thirty-five or forty dollars an hour, and he know without a shadow of a doubt that you're not a good steward. So you'll spend your time blowing everything that you got coming in, thinking that you'll you'll you'll, you'll be, be be able to live above your means. You the baller. You 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 got you can buy all new friends. Then you got all the new friends in the world yep. because the enemy knows that you've been lonely and he knows that you've been uh, insecure about yourself. So then our God becomes that thirty-five dollars an hour opposed to the true and living God that humbled you when you was on them food stamps. Come on, Pastor. Lady, maybe what you got. So my, I have a few points myself, and the first one that really got my attention, I like all of those that Pastor used to as well, don't get me wrong, but I love when he said the enemy always provides us the counterfeit first. Woo. He always provides us the counterfeit first. Whatever you are, when you are young in Christ, when you're a baby in Christ, and you start looking for, you know, you be just overzealous, and you and you you want to do everything that God called you to do, and then you don't you don't have the wisdom yet or the knowledge to know what's good for you and what's not. And so, if you fool around and and, and just watch, kind of watch what's going on around you, you'll see that the enemy always provides us with the counterfeit first. And it says the way, version. yeah, the counterfeit version. And it says the way you know that it's counterfeit is because it will cause you to compromise. It, it'll cause you to do stuff contrary to the word of God. You'll find yourself compromising and, and dumbing down what you thought was right to, to be with something that is wrong. And he made a lot of good nuggets saying how people will do that. You'll compromise with relationships. Um, you'll compromise with your jobs. He started naming off a lot of things that we compromise. We'll find ourselves compromising with, and so um, he said, "You'll compromise for things you know aren't correct. You'll compromise for things you know are not right, but you'll compromise because you think you don't have another choice." I love that. I love when he said, "The enemy always leads you away from God, never to God. The enemy will never lead you to God." He'll only lead you away from God. You cannot tell me that God blessed you with a job that will take you away from him and out of his presence. 
God will never do that to us. You can't tell me that you can, you got into a relationship that, that God sent this man or this woman in your life for them to be your spouse. or right. But they take you away from God. Everything that this person brings to the table is contrary to the word of God. That's not God. That's where you compromise because we're lonely. We compromise when we need, we, we, we're, we're hungry for money. We'll compromise what the truth is versus a lie. I love that because the enemy always lead us away from God. Never to him. That's not his job. His job is not to lead us to God. It's to distract us and keep us away from God. Because like Pastor said, if you ever find out who you are, that devil is in trouble. If you ever find out who you truly are in God, that enemy know he got a problem. He got a problem on his hand. My next point was the enemy will always either make you move too fast or move too slow. I like that because Pastor touched on that. I like when he said it's almost scary to prophesy to people. Like this is where, where I how I feel in ministry. It's almost scary to prophesy to people because people want to get ahead of the prophecy. Well, you know, first of all, most of the time when people come to church, they let's just be real. People are not consistent. People are not persistent. People don't even seek God the way that they should. And just because God is showing you where you're going to be, don't mean that you're there right now. You know that to yourself. Because we know when we're not faithful. We know that we're not tithing. We know that we don't pray at home. The only time we sing hymns is when we come to church. We ain't listening to Heaven 97 and nobody else's Christian network outside of being at church on Sundays and Wednesdays. But a prophecy will be uh, given to you and then you want to run. I, oh, they said I'm evangelist and then you want to start evangelizing next week with no prayer life. No, you got no foundation. You got nothing to help. You don't have no faith, but you want to jump. That's what he was talking about. The enemy will cause you to go too fast or he'll make you run away from church and slow down all the way. You got to move in God's timing. It is so important. And that's, and that's uh, almost equivalent to what he was saying about the the, the, the the enemy and the identity where he'll make you think that you you're lonely or yes. or you have haters or, or or you don't have the support that's a distraction that's a distraction and and I can honestly say that I, I've dealt with that a lot especially dealing with uh trying to get this podcast going and try not just your podcast or trying to grow a ministry period man don't you know I have I've counted them I have 12 cousins that's pastors in the area and not one of them 12 pastors reached out to me and say hey little cousin this is how this goes this is how this goes I have 12 elder pastors and so the enemy will, will, will get to me and trick me like, well, they, they jealous of you or they, they, they hating on you or, or they don't like you or they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that. Yeah. That's a distraction. I don't have to worry about whatever they got going because whatever God called me to do, I'm going to do the way that God called me to do it. Ain't nothing that they going to be able to show me, tell me or teach me that God won't confirm. That's right. So the enemy will take you, get you all the way off course, oh, having you thinking that you got all these enemies and all the, in actuality, they, they're more, they're probably more so uh, fan, silent fans than anything. Right. Notice I said silent right. fans. Right. Go ahead. 
um, the next point that I love was when he said, just because you're good, y'all listen, I know this had to help somebody. Just because you're good doesn't mean you're going to be accepted. Just because you're good, like morally good, does not mean that you're going to be accepted. I love that. It's, I wrote down, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you preach, no matter how good your heart is, somebody will always find opposition in it. <laughs> he said, even good has its enemies. Lord, have mercy. That just took me for a loop right there. Even good has its enemies. He said, people will sit up and say, I don't know. People will ask, why you don't like them? I just don't like them. They just seem too good for me. They just too good. Ain't nobody that good. Who does that? Right. Who right. does that? Who sits up and say that somebody and, is just and people, too good? And people will ridicule you for trying to live holy. Holy, yes. Y'all don't have like, y'all like have we, a clue. Like we said on the on the podcast the other day. Y'all had to go check out the, the aftermath, the podcast. It's we said the other day that we they considered old school yeah. for trying to live holy. Yeah. Why is old why is living holy considered old, old school? school. <laughs> they told us we were old school uh, pastors. <laughs> Old school, or, or are we living by the word? I just want to go to heaven. <laughs> My Bible said to be holy, for I am holy. It says to study to show thyself approved, the workman that need not be ashamed, man, one that rightly divides the word. Of you truth. can come over here with us, and, and we just go on to the happy hour. You don't have to drink; just sit at the table with us. Get you a sprite, Reverend. Yeah. I don't want my good to be evil spoken of. I, I'm not going to go to happy hour with nobody and drink a Sprite or a cup of water and nothing else. Because what I don't want to do is be a distraction for, distraction for somebody else. The Bible talks about that with us being a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters. And that's never what I want to be. I only want to enhance. I want to bring in. I want to include. This is an inclusive way. This is not This is not a private, you know, this is not a private party. This is, God is inclusive. He, he died for everybody. It's just unfortunate everybody don't want him. That's where we are in this world. Everybody just don't want him. It's not that they can't be included. They don't want to be included. So to say that somebody else, this should, this should help somebody. Because to hear that, to know that, good God, people really think like this for real. That... Even though you are a good person, you can be good-hearted. We y'all know we have done so much for so many people, and doing all of that and only trying to enhance a ministry and help the people of God to grow and to get in their places. We we have been people have walked away in that place. They have they lied on us in that place, and all we were trying to do was be good to people. That's crazy to me. But you walked away and said we just they too good. Like they don't have, they don't have no fault. We do have faults. We, and the Bible says, we've all fallen short. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory and honor of God. We all have our own issues. But mine, ours just may not be yours. That's the thing. But that one there, that that just that one stirred me up. Um, and then I love when he said, even good has its enemy. Lord have mercy. That that thing can preach by itself. Um, I also liked when he said we have spilled everything we have into cups that couldn't contain it. Mm. 
that one was good to me because I give everything I, I give it. I be so tired after we come from church on Sundays and Wednesdays, whether I preach or not, because everything I got, I, I'm trying to pour it out. I'm trying to pour it in the atmosphere. I'm trying to give all I got to God, and it ain't even really for the people. It's not for the live. It's because I want God to see. Lord, I'm pouring out everything I got out. I'm giving it all. I'm giving you all I got, and all I all I have is what I got. I don't even have a lot, but I, all that I have is yours. That's what I want God to know. And so you have to think think about that person that does that, that pours everything that we have. We study. We lay out before God. We, we don't eat. We fasting and we, we praying and we doing everything we can to make sure that we heard God correctly when he gave us the word. Then we were looking over it, you know, over and over and over and over to make sure that we give it the way God gave it to us for us to pour into cups that can't even contain it. Lord have mercy. That just done something for me. To pour into a cup that cannot, that means you pour into a cup that can't even hold it. Can't even hold Can't even hold what you're giving. Can't hold what you got. Lord have mercy. Can't even take, can't even hold that, can't that, even that anointing. It. Yeah, can't consume what you got. Lord. My Lord. Then he said, people will hate you just because you're good. People will hate you just because you're a good person. And he said, he say the, the people think like this. I'm too opposite of what they can handle. I'm, I love that one when he said that. I'm opposite. I'm too opposite of what they can handle. Now, if I was a liar and a cheat and I had a boyfriend or they go to another church and everybody over there knew about it and nobody else at our church did, oh, I'll be just right. They can handle me then because then I got a fault. I got something that they can talk about. But because you don't, I'm opposite of what you're used to handling. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, stand or you can't handle the anointing that I carry because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flawed the way you're used to seeing people with flaws. Lord Jesus, that one just did it for me. And then he said, it's a difference between people celebrating you and tolerating you. You know, people will sit around you, act like they love you, just tolerating you. Because at the end of the day, they know you have something to offer. Right. But they don't really celebrate you. They, they don't really like you. They don't like you. They don't like you. They just they tolerate like you. God, that's why I come when I was preaching on Sunday, I said, God said, it's time out for us hanging with small-minded, funny-acting people. Think about what I'm saying. Small-minded. They don't have the faith that you have. It's, it's something to hang with a person that that if you if you have faith and you hang with somebody that don't have faith, that your relationship right there off top is totally out of order. Because where you'll be seeing that God is saying that you should be going, your partner will be saying, uh-uh, we can't do that. That's not what, I don't think God is telling us that. So which, which report are you going to believe? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. So we got to be careful who you link up with. Right. You don't want to be just tolerated. You want to be celebrated every day of your life. You, you, it's owed to you. You should be celebrated. Why not? Right. And then I like when he said, people will keep you but don't really want you. <laughs> they'll keep you but they'll keep don't you, want but you. Don't want you. In other words, they'll keep you around but don't want you around. Yes. Don't they, even want you. They only want what you can offer. It. Oh my God! Like, like some of us do, God. We don't. We only want what He got to offer. We don't want to seek His face. We want what's in His hand. Right. But you know what? Too another thing that got me was the the, the whole the scripture. Thinking about how Paul went, he he dropped everything, went, and he, he gave all he got to these people to encourage them, 
to edify the body of Christ and the people who he sat down and gave his all to, got him up and escorted him out in secret. They didn't want him there no more. And that, that this is my last point. God will use a person that you are close to to escort you when you don't know when to move. When you don't know when your time is up with people and you don't move, God will move God you. God will move you. He will move you. And if you don't move, he'll move them. He's going to move them. This, this lesson, this was an awesome lesson. I think that that just just the study of distractions, I, I'm going to go myself and watch two and three just for my own benefit because in, in I know in the body of Christ right now we have so many distractions it's so much stuff going on around us and we are distracted on every hand and if you are not careful you'll get thrown off by that you know the Bible says you know it for yourself and James that that you are you are tempted uh and you are tempted when you are uh taken away you're drawn away on your own lust you don't got nothing to do with nothing else. It's you, what you see, what's before your eyes, what you want, your desires. You're tossed, you were taken away then. You're drawn away on your own lust and driven to and fro. You know, it's you. It is your decisions. Because everybody can look at, we can all sit down right now and look at an episode of CNN. And they'll tell us, well, this, this, and that is about to occur tomorrow. And it's according to where you are in your headspace, your faith. What you believe in your heart about your God that you serve. Whether or not you're going to panic or you're going to get to planning some stuff. You're going to plan it or you're going to panic. Which one are you going to do? Are you going to know that God has you? He's going to take care of you fully? Or are you going to panic with the rest of the world? See, everybody looking at the same. We're looking at the same stuff. But it's, everybody's not reacting the same way. Because some of us got faith. Some of us really believe what we're talking about. And some of us is walking the walk, talking the talk in front of people, but not really meaning that behind closed doors. That's all I got. Lord Jesus, this is good. That was, that was a lot of good nuggets. Yes. Uh, a lot of good nuggets in, in this. It was short, but it was it was good. It was good, man. And I, and I think... I think the reason why he chopped them up the way that he did is because he wanted it to simmer. Give you an opportunity to apply and then go back, jump into the next one. And, and so he did it week by week. If we if we were to do two and three, it'd be in consecutive days. Yeah. That's not enough time to consume it. No. So so we would we're gonna let this one marinate. Yeah. Go back over this, go back over this live. You might have missed something on this one. Go back over this one. Go back and watch the full version again. And then try to implement the things that you've heard. Yes. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. You Impl the implementation of the thing, the precepts that yeah. you've heard. You're not going to, you're not going to, I don't know nobody that has ever started a business on their first opening, grand opening day, sold out of everything and became a multi-millionaire on the first day. Right. It's a process. Yes. Even being in, in your relationship with Christ, it's a process. And just like he said, when you start to get better, here comes the distractions. So you have to be strong enough. You have to have enough endurance. You have to have enough might. You have yes. to have enough willpower to, to fight off the distractions and keep going forward 
on your walk with Jesus. Yeah. You know what, too? Because the enemy don't want you there. No. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something else that he said that, that stuck with me. Um, it's how God will sometimes give you, he'll send you in a direction with no directions. He'll send you in a direction with no directions to see if you really want a shepherd or a steer. Or a steer. Lord. <laughs> and that, that was smooth. My God. That was the good. Shepherd, the shepherd, shepherd, sheep. Yes. You know what a steer is? <laughs> a steer is a male. A stick, the horns that go out there like a steer is a bull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Bulls are stubborn yes. and hard headed. So he said, Do you want a shepherd or a steer? Somebody that's gonna be hard. If you ain't getting it, you just ain't getting it. A shepherd will continue to steer you yeah. and, and, and continue to give you the word even though you ain't getting it as, as fast as the stir. And I remember, believe you too. And I remember one time, that's so good, Pastor, because you made me think about one time when I teach a Sunday school lesson, uh, when I was teaching Sunday school, is what I meant to say. When I was teaching Sunday school, and um, I taught a lesson about um, the Good Shepherd. And it said that a shepherd would, if the sheep got out, he would break their leg, wrap it up, and then pack them around so that that sheep would know, you don't have no business going away when I, you follow me. At all times, but they will break their leg. Wrap it up for them now. Yeah, we gonna tell you for it. Wrap it up, break take care bone. of them, and then pack him so that he'll know. Now I know that I broke your leg, but I bandaged you up. I patched you up, and I'm gonna love you back to help. But I need you to understand, you have to be obedient to me. And that's how God does us sometimes. You know, people be, you know, everybody want to talk about God's grace, His mercy. He's so loving and kind, and He is. Don't get me wrong, I know He is. He's shown me many many days of mercy and grace and love and, and, and love and kindness but we also serve a God who get he gets angry he, he has wrath and there are consequences when you don't obey there are consequences when you don't do what God tell you to do and so uh, I think it's very important I want a shepherd I don't know about y'all I, I want need, a shepherd I need a shepherd I do too I, I need, need a shepherd, shepherd. I do Yeah, I think that this this word was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome word. Yes. Awesome word. Awesome word. Let's go to the comments. See what the people are saying. Good evening, Co-Pastor Shirley Lewis. Good evening. Thank you guys on the prize. Angelus agent said that's deep and really real. Yeah. Everybody was in agreement with the double. Brother Gill say, I will not allow distractions no more. No more. No more. No more. Brother Gill says, but I'm like Jonathan McReynolds. You got my full attention, Lord. Yeah. I know that's right. I love that song. I'm guilty of it and was helped. He was really, it was really coming. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Praise God. 
I think this one you said, uh, the, the, the devil in trouble. Yeah. I, he said, I, well, I guess he in trouble, trouble. That's double <laughs> trouble. trouble, trouble. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. A different kind of real. Yeah, Brother Gibb was on it tonight, wasn't he? He said something that I was too tickled about. I'm going to go all the way back up to the top here. Every time, every time. Oh, he said them nuggets was better than Wendy's. <laughs> That's what tickled me. <laughs> the nuggets tonight was better than Wendy's. <laughs> Man. We know he loved Wendy's. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Be sure to download the podcast in the morning uh, after tonight's live broadcast. You would want to hear what we have to say about the rest of this sermon we're going to discuss it on the aftermath it's available on uh, Google Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as Amazon Music we are on four platforms right now and we've applied to be on a fifth major in which we won't discuss until Approve. Praise the name of the Lord. Lady Mayberry, are you going to pray? Amen. 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 
In the description section, there are some discounts. There's discounts for uh, all sorts of things. There's a there's a 50% off discount. Everything I believe everything has a 50% off yeah. discount on it. Uh, we are affiliates since we are on Amazon Music. We are affiliates of Amazon, and so we have privilege of offering those discounts in our descriptions and on platforms so if you look in the description of this video there's a microphone the microphone that we use right here it's in the description yeah with a discount on it there's a baby needs uh, diapers or whatever you need it's in the description there's all sorts of things in the description as well as the book written by Vandra and Mike No that was forwarded by yours truly and Lady Maybeard. It's also in the description for purchase. It's a good book for married couples. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. So we have mass. Uh, computers, tablets, and components, baby and nursery, cell phone and accessories, support small businesses with small business gifts. All of those can be found in the description. All sorts of different gifts, uh, all sorts of different discounts in the description. The Preacher's Corner trying to do some big things and support absolutely free do us a favor hit the like button don't forget to share this with somebody that you believe will be blessed don't send it to a hater send it to somebody that you believe that will be blessed I want to encourage somebody that's been trying and thinking and contemplating about starting a project start now get perfect later dream big use kind words say I love you say please and thank you don't nobody have to give you nothing <laughs> so be grateful help others don't whine be silly keep calm and carry on that's our time. That's our time, y'all. Salute. Billy Mayberry. Yes, Final words. Benediction. <laughs> I hope you were blessed. Hope you were blessed. We love you guys. Let's give her a hand for her first night. <laughs> first night. First night. Yeah. <laughs> first night. First of many. First of many. We out of here. This is our in-house production. And now.